0: might be afraid, and you're, it's more of a whoop! Hey everyone, welcome to Tossed Owls and Scrambled Eggs, the Fraser Podcast, I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 1002, Enemy at the Gate. Should we start doing like
1: birthday shout outs at the beginning of the podcast? Uh,
0: like who's... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, like I don't have a... Plus, like, you know, people listen to it all all kinds of different times, so.
1: Oh. Well, happy birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're listening right now, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Well, also, Why do you listen to us on your birthday? Do some. Uh, we're well, not Why can't? I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: Listening to us is a celebration for your ears.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That is true. That is true. Especially if you uh, listen to our Patreon and you know about our new channel that we're making. You should check that out. <laughs> At <laughs> Patreon.com/slash TGIFFarcade, you see that we're definitely gonna come up with a new come up with a new thing that's gonna be uh, great and useful for everybody, That's <laughs> it's really happening. <laughs> anyway,
1: so we're talking about the Jude Law movie, and we at the gates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh
1: Welcome to TGI date night.
0: Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I don't think we could do that movie as a- Are you
1: saying that's not a romantic movie?
0: (laughs) I mean, I think there is legitimately some romantic elements to it, but no. no, Are you telling
1: me every movie that has Jude Law in it isn't just pure romance?
0: I am telling you that, Yeah,
1: I honestly don't think a single movie he's ever done has been romantic. (laughs) It's like always disturbing in all kinds of ways.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Hmm. Agreed. Yeah.
1: This starts out with the radiating beacon of doom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: And it's, uh twenty one minutes, twenty seconds. Did you say episode ten oh two?
0: Enemy at the gate, yes.
1: Oh. That's I why thought...
0: you talked about started talking about the movie.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if I said that or you said that. <laughs> I don't know. We're like the same now. Um, who is this writer?
0: Uh, the writer is Laurie Kirkland Baker, who we know by now. She's written so many episodes. Most recently she wrote The Guilt Trippers. So the one where um Roz and Fraser sleep together and then Niles goes off to England to find, you know, Daphne's dad.
1: Oh. That's interesting, considering what happens in this episode.
0: It is, yes. By the way, this is one of the first days of the summer where it's been cool enough for us to just leave the windows open uh, instead of run the air conditioner. There's a barbecue happening across the street with some music and lots of talking and stuff. You may hear that in the background. That's what's up. And cars. we're at, we're at the
1: barbecue right now recording <laughs> yeah. this podcast.
0: Recording this live from the barbecue. Just
1: like eating like corn on the cob and <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: slurping down ribs. That's what you do, right?
0: Oh yeah, you definitely just slurp them. That's what you straw. do with
1: hot dogs. <laughs> not with a straw though that's silly
0: well i mean if you're getting it at club slurp that's, but that's the uh, only thing in uh my other podcast android dreams you slurp some hot dogs it happens
1: all right <laughs> <laughs> so now now we're in Fraser's car and he's mad
0: he is so mad he mad he mad i'm gonna say at this moment this is the one time where like Legitimately, I get it. It's I justified it. It's because a, He's got some justified anger here. Because
1: you know the those peak times between nine and noon when the people have entered into the robo contract, the telephone <laughs> repair people. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And they get there at twelve forty-seven. Like, how dare you? It's
0: unacceptable. It's just unacceptable.
1: I don't know. It's just an annoying thing. Like you just right. have to take an entire day of your life off to accommodate <laughs> somebody to come accommodate you.
0: <laughs> right. Also, okay, it occurs to me, and this is actually kind of plot important, but the the phone repair guy shows up 1247. Mm-hmm. Then he's gone to meet Niles, to, gone to pick up Niles and bring Niles to the mall. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long the phone repair guy was there, mm-hmm. but like usually it takes a pretty significant amount of time. And I think we've established, doesn't his show start at two?
1: Yeah. Wow. Well. This is a whole problem because apparently the show's starting in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. He, his clock in his I'm car say, says it's an hour and a half from now. But I don't know. Maybe it we...
1: got shortened. We know it ends at five.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was two to five. I'm pretty sure we've established it. I thought it was that.
1: three to five.
0: I'm pretty sure. I it's... feel
1: like we don't even know now because <laughs> the show doesn't have anything to do with the radio show anymore. <laughs> I mean, also, it literally
0: does this in the Everyone
1: in the Fraser verse mm-hmm. knows Fraser. But somehow all the people that stand behind him and are yelling at him aren't, aren't you Fraser Crane? <laughs> what are you doing here?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I listen to your radio show.
0: <laughs> that is interesting.
1: I'm a real Fraser head.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. The thing is, we see so many people on this show just at, like, happy Nervosa or whoever who have no reaction to him. Clearly, most He's there all the time. Don't. It's,
1: like, no big deal. It's, like, when you lived in Maine, you saw, like, Stephen King was just, like, randomly <laughs> outside your house looking through the windows, and you're like, he's just over there.
0: Yeah, that never happened. I'm going to say every time he ended up somewhere that I was, it was a big deal and everybody noticed, which tells me that, like, most of the people at Cafe Nervosa just aren't noticing because they I think the thing is most people on the street don't recognize Frazier.
1: Um, he's on the Cafe Nervosa logo at this <laughs> point.
0: You would think. You would think.
1: Just saying.
0: Anyway, we should get to why we're talking about all these people.
1: Nah. So, <laughs> so then the episode ends.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay. With that, so been...
1: does he still does Niall still have baby?
0: No, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, you had to get rid of baby.
0: Yeah. Or.
1: Yeah, I remember him casually mentioning that in another episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So now he what... has
1: lovebirds who, I guess, like escaped. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with his cage. So he has right. to go to the mall. Where... Yeah. He went to the mall, not he, just he a pet to, store.
0: I guess. Maybe he went to a pet store at the mall.
1: Why would you do that? I... The mall pet stores are the worst. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know, but yeah, he went to a mall pet store to buy a cage, and it's defective, and the lovebirds got out, and... Who
1: are named Daphne and Niles. hmm hmm Which Frasier gives him a hard time for, but I'm like, yeah, that's not well in the realm of how creepy Niles is to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. it I do think it would be weird. like I feel like it would be really weird to get lovebirds, like a pair of birds, and name them after... You know, name them well, after. Him. i have a
1: stuffed animal shark from Ikea that I named Dave. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. That's... And I
1: think that's also the reason why you had to buy him. Because <laughs> I named him and then was like hugging him throughout the whole store.
0: That did happen. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I figured out. You often very quickly give names to uh, uh like animal, like t- stuffed animals and such. And then you get so much more sad if you don't get them once you've given them a name.
1: I know. You have to <laughs> it, discourage me from giving names I, to things in the I store. I do.
0: I have started doing that. <laughs> well,
1: I think the shark was a good investment.
0: I don't disagree. But the, regardless, Niles and, Niles and Daphne have birds named Niles and Daphne and that are currently high in, under a colander. How
1: can they even? Okay. Lovebirds are amazing. One of my teachers in school had them uh-huh. and I love them. They're
0: okay. so great. They're okay. some
1: nice birds and I like them. <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. That's good.
1: Good birds. A plus birds. <laughs> Won't get stuck on your head. I would not think so. Yeah, probably Though, not. they do get like really, really attached to one another and like can be- Or to your head. Or like, I remember something happened where like, her. did I read the story? Did my teacher tell me the story? I'm not sure, but like it got really close to like the burner and like- she could smell like hair burning, and then she realized it was the tail feather. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everyone's got to shake his tail feather.
1: That was fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it just like likes to. I think the partner died, oh. and so it would like be very clingy to her, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. Just... Again, literally. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Okay, but I love this idea of like Daphne, the bird, Mm -hmm. the bird Daphne, like escaped briefly, and he was like worried that she might find a more birdlier version of the Nile's bird. Yeah, yeah. Like he started like to project his own Mm -hmm. insecurities on the bird, but I love that Fraser says like there's no one more birdlier. Than you. Yeah. No one more birdly.
0: No one more birdly than Niles is how he words yes. it. Yeah. Because, yeah, Niles is pretty bird-like, mm-hmm. honestly. Not like, like
1: Michael Sarah though. <laughs>
0: That's true. He's not as much like a bird as Michael Sarah is.
1: Okay. So the whole point of this is just yes. they pull into the mall parking garage. They realized, well, 15 minutes before the show... He spins around, has gets mad, mad, mad that he's got to pay $2 for uh-huh. being in this parking garage for, like, one second.
0: Yep. Greendale Community College alum Luis Guzman is going to charge him $2. Oh,
1: that's where I... Th- okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I was like, I know this person from where?
0: Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Luis Guzman, who's in a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Most recently, we've seen him in community.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But okay, yet. we're gonna get into this.
0: Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Should we get into it now? Let's
0: just get into it now. Yeah. Okay.
1: Pay the two dollars. Pay
0: the two dollars. Yeah. Just
1: leave. It's not worth it. It's this really is not. not I, do I think maybe you should write a letter? Mm-hmm. Sure. But like, it's so okay. This is a thing that I has to do with. Do you follow the rules of your boss? Mm-hmm. Or do you make your own decision? Yeah. Where like, and I don't know if this is his like personal garage or he's just an employer or like.
0: I imagine he's just an employee here. But
1: it's like, this is a thing like, you can do whatever you want when you're in charge because Mm -hmm. no one usually is scrutinizing you unless you're like giving out $100 bills from the register. You know (laughs) what I mean? But there's certain things where like, you know, it's like with grading in school. Mm Mm-hmm. If your teacher likes you, they can bump you up a grade. Like, mm-hmm. if you get that a 68 on a test, they can give you a 70. Right. But they might not do that if they don't like you. Right. And and I think, like, this is one of those things where you could just be like, oh, okay, I understand your mistake. Wait, He can see when you just got in there because the sure, time is yeah, stamped cou- and just wave you through.
0: Of course. I will say, like... You know, I haven't been, I wasn't driving at the time that this episode came out, so I don't know if this is a more recent change or whatever, but any parking garage I've ever gone into now, if you were in for, like, two minutes, you're not going to get charged.
1: Yeah, it's, like, usually, like, I know the one parking garage, like, closest to us, it's, like, 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes is free or something. Oh,
0: the one over... Yeah, is it, like, the first hour? Three hours.
1: Oh, well, I, I don't think they would be like that in We're, downtown Boston. No,
0: no, no, no. But even in places where it's fairly expensive and there's it mm-hmm. uh, whatever, like there's one down by Fenway that I parked at once for a movie and they've got it set because sometimes this happens. Sometimes you pull mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and either you decide you don't want to park there mm-hmm. or there isn't a space or whatever. And so you leave. Mm mm-hmm you you there's like it's like a five minute window or a two minute window or something you what about at the, the
1: hospital? I think def- you probably had to pay there
0: no there's a, there's a f- some there's kind a of five buffer? minute buffer there. okay, yeah, there's absolutely a buffer there where okay. like uh, basically any parking garage I've ever been to has some kind of buffer where like if you didn't actually park, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna pay uh, so
1: the uh, <sighs> This is the kind of thing where I don't really think that this is a the big injustice that Fraser thinks he's standing up for, which I guess yeah. is like where you get the comedy in the episode because it yeah. seems like so small, uh, but you really are just one wasting your own time when you're mm-hmm. supposed to be on the radio and he could just, he could just be fired for this. Yeah, yeah. He could, like- you would just be fired.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody with a contract as big as Frazier's probably it's gonna take more than that to get fired, but like there's gonna be some problems if you just don't uh, show up. This is
1: like not professional. Yeah. I also think like Frazier would have thought about how this made him look, which I guess he kind of does because he realizes that he's taking like the stand Mm -hmm. that he he can't just like admit defeat at a certain point because you know niles kind of pep talks him through this of yeah, yeah. Hey, hey you know you you had plenty of chances to leave without paying they let you go mm-hmm. and you chose not to take them yeah so why are you doing that
0: yeah yeah and the thing is i think the biggest thing for me with all of this is that there's a guy who says like only rich people like you do this kind of thing and mm-hmm. i feel like it very much feels like like that's the feeling i get from this entire episode of just being like hey fraser you are really missing like the world around you if you think it's cool for everybody else to be stuck for 20 minutes behind you because you're taking a stand on your two dollars like this is like absolutely i hate somebody who's gonna do this to me and i feel like it's a sort of person who you've got 20 minutes to waste and like a lot of people." don't have 20 minutes to waste I mean, in their day He doesn't and he also doesn't that's the thing but i think he knows not showing even though he's but
1: this is also you hear this argument the other way around mm-hmm. weren't people saying that but opposite way about occupy wall street
0: sure but i think that's the thing uh like the
1: whole occupy movement which is like only certain people can do you know like right. this is the whole thing with Protests in general, where not everyone can protest because they actually have to go to work because they'll literally be fired if they don't.
0: But here's the difference: the difference here is that the Occupy Wall Street thing—they were occupying Wall Street. He's occupying the escape from a mall parking garage. Like the idea of Occupy Wall Street is make it more difficult for the rich people who are causing the problems for the rest of us. Frasier's causing problems for everyone who needs to leave the mall right now. And that's just, like, the everybody. Like, the, Here, th- I'll
1: be a jerky person. Yeah, but at the mall in the middle of the day. What do they have to do anyways?
0: Hey, sometimes I need to get stuff done on my lunch break, and I'll go over to the mall. And then, like, I need to do it quickly, and then go back to work. If I had to call my boss up and be like, so... Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I am stuck. I am been trapped by some like dude who's just refusing to move his car and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just here. That's not gonna look good for me. Like, I mean, I would be okay, but like a lot of people wouldn't be okay if they were just like, Yeah, I'm not gonna be there because I'm in the mall parking garage. For yeah, the you next gotta go minutes. to the mall
1: because they have the food court and you gotta get that burrito ball.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: But like there's all kinds
0: of reasons why you might go and then you're like, I got now I gotta get to work or I need yeah, to go. Yeah, but pick I'm a person
1: that complains on Twitter and I <laughs> I can't take this exploration. Yeah, uh,
0: block. Yeah, see that's what everybody hey, be doing. Hey, I'm not other guy Block. block. Oh. <laughs> they just like I'm an egg. <laughs> block. Block oh. all eggs. Down with eggs.
1: Oh, what do you got against chickens? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <And laughs> dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> Nothing. Nothing.
1: Alright, I okay. I think we're going to talk about that. Let's just move on to the next section. Okay. I mean, it'll c- come up more. It's
0: going to come up more. The thing is, I feel like we're going to jump around a lot with the particular, the garage part. I feel like no, it's not really like a progressive sequence in a way that it's going to clearly yeah. be like, this happened, then this happened, then well, this happened. And so there's it's- two
1: kind of story bits in this. There's yeah. this, and then there's Daphne's moving out. Yeah. And Martin's feelings about that,
0: mm-hmm. which he—Martin's feelings about that—it's Eddie's feelings. Eddie just trying so hard to keep her there. It's definitely all Eddie. And Eddie not... just
1: wants his tennis ball.
0: Well, we don't know that at the beginning. Eddie. Just so here's the thing: when I went to high school, when I went to my like off away for to the dorm that I lived in in high school, and I, I would usually be gone for a month, and then I'd come back for I'd have like a three day weekend when I was back home. Every time that weekend ended and I was packing stuff up, my dog would be, like, at like right in front of me. Every time I sat down, like, her head in my lap, like, following me around, doing all these things. Because, like, she could tell when I was getting ready to leave again. And she knew and she was, like, clearly didn't want me to leave.
1: Yeah, that's how my dog was. Like, when Mm -hmm. I went to college, like, being back from college and... He would, like, watch me pack and, like, Mm -hmm. would be there and then we'd, like, go to the door and he's, Mm -hmm. like, sitting by the door Mm -hmm. because he knows that I'm leaving. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely buy into this idea of, like, Eddie being, like, oh, no, where are you going? What's happening? Yeah. Because Eddie's smart. Yeah. that's how dogs are.
0: Yeah, or at least Eddie. At least Eddie seems smart in this It seems like that's what's going not helping on right him
1: now. with Martin's puzzle at all.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's weird. You'd you'd think Eddie would be better at finding puzzle pieces, but it's not happening.
1: Um, we do got the the mention of Fraser's gonna make Daphne's room back into his like reading sanctuary because <laughs> uh-huh. it was like his study before. Right, gotta have your reading sanctuary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting. The thing you you should talk about the thing you were asking me about.
1: Oh, so I was rewatching some of the first episodes, sort of like in the background, and. In the what? Second episode or third? It's the
0: end of the second episode. Yeah.
1: So the little end part, there's like what? The title card?
0: There's a title card before the credit sequence. And then
1: what what does it say? It's like
0: one man's storage room is another man's sanctuary. So
1: he's down in the basement in the like storage area Mm -hmm. reading. Yeah. And so- I just thought that was really weird for me to, like, go back, watch that where he's has a literally a reading sanctuary yeah. in the storage room. And then this episode where he's going to make a reading sanctuary.
0: Yeah, which I love the idea that, like, Daphne, like, you need a library. And uh-huh. like, no, he's very clear about this. This is a reading sanctuary. A library implies borrowing. Though, no, isn't? Say,
1: like, no, doesn't? No, what? that's not exactly what the thing was. It's not exactly
0: that word. No, but, but
1: it was, no, because it was like implies sharing.
0: Sharing, that's what it is. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sharing. it's
1: like he doesn't want to share the room.
0: Oh, I assumed he didn't want to share like the books. The books.
1: No, oh, who wants I to see. read Fraser's books? No, he doesn't want to share the room. It's a sanctuary. He wants to be I left see. alone. I
0: see. Okay. Like yeah, in yeah. that
1: whole episode, he's trying to read and he can't read because right, Martin's yeah. just sitting there watching him.
0: Yeah, I guess I when I heard like library implies sharing, I assumed he meant sharing the books. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess I, guess I, I see I think he means yeah. the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I
1: actually had that quote run down. <laughs> a library implied sharing. So, yeah, and then we have the whole, like, Eddie barking and how he, 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 the whole thing we already talked about. But, yeah. like, I love that Martin's like, oh, yeah, he's just getting upset that you're going to leave. You, mm-hmm. you should just make me lunch. <laughs> make, yeah, yeah. Just make me lunch.
0: Right. Which, the thing is, like, if...
1: Back to back episodes with the put-, put, he just can't have three puddin' cups.
0: He can't have three puddin' cups. The funny thing to me in this is that like, if you don't know what's really going on and you think it really is Eddie, I just really like Martin just being like, well, I guess you should find a reason to stick around to make Eddie happy. You should make me lunch. Like, I just think that's like, I think that's pretty funny, but there's a lot more to it when you really understand that like, that it's not Martin's Eddie, that it's Martin. it's getting yeah. emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's three. You said there's two. There's three stories going on here because there's also Roz dealing with the fact that Frasier isn't there and the show's starting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And just has to figure out, like, what do I do? That's a
1: super... That's a C line. Yeah, there's a C plot. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we have this whole thing with, like, Fraser just is going to stay parked there to get his 20 minutes worth. Yeah. Which... I don't know. Yeah, because he decides he's, he does he's it for parked, the, He does it for the, you know, the good of everyone. Yeah. Every man.
0: Yeah. I will say, okay, here's one thing I find very confusing in, in this moment versus the rest of the episode. When they go back to the parking garage and see him just sitting there mm-hmm. and saying he's going to be there for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. we see... So, okay, first of all, the transcript refers to this guy as George, but I don't know if we ever actually hear that name. Is it episodes. on
1: his name tag? It's
0: not. He doesn't seem to have a name tag. I'm not sure where the name George...
1: I thought it can... does. I thought he had like an embroidered thing. He tag. does have an
0: embroidered thing. I do want to talk about that, but later. Okay. It's not his name. It's the name of the parking garage. Okay. But it must be in the credits. Like, I bet it's in the credits. I, probably okay. said, I bet that's where the name George comes from in this. Well, this is where but, we get the like... Light... Oh. But the thing, the important thing is when we go back to the scene... He, George is directing cars out through the end yes! gate, and then the entire rest of the plot is built on the fact that all these cars can't leave, but no one's coming in ever in these in this shop, and we see him directing cars. Yes, out Yes,
1: I was wondering about that.
0: It, yeah, it's a really weird shift because like it's definitely happening. Like it is distinctly like he is letting cars out, and then suddenly the whole plot is around out none of the cars can get out everybody's stuck granted yeah. that parking garage we talked about that we can be parked for the three hours if all of a sudden you had to stop the cars going out to let cars in mm-hmm. and vice versa because somebody was stuck in the one lane mm-hmm. or whatever that would be a nightmare like that area is so packed all the time that it would be like nearly impossible no we
1: had that happen in the different parking garage there's like multiple parking garages in that area remember Mm -hmm. and that one car was like stuck in the lane and like not moving in oh yeah
0: because their card wasn't working is what it was and so like they were just like blocking it and we were just like well okay we're just sitting here forever now yeah because we
1: didn't know what was happening and then i think like we had a problem with the card like the card reader thing wasn't working yeah
0: it was definitely an issue with that yeah it was
1: weird so anyways (laughs) um this is where we see the thing with like Roz and Kenny Mhm. Roz is wearing a very interesting shirt that I it like is
0: a really interesting shirt, yes.
1: um, but Kenny's like getting mad because like Frazier isn't there, mm-hmm. which is understandable, but also he has this like comment about making every trying to make everyone happy mm-hmm. that is not your job as a boss,
0: <laughs> right. Well, you you had be, to make yeah. sure
1: that people are efficient and, like, doing their jobs and not, mm-hmm. you're not, like, people pleasing. You're the boss. People should be pleasing you. Yeah. The, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't like
0: Kenny. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Kenny a lot less later in this episode. He says the thing that I'm just, like, Kenny, not cool. Not so, cool, Kenny. And we get I do I really like the moment when Roz gets the call from Fraser, mm-hmm. who's explaining what's going on, and she's like, you know, you lost me at Gandhi, essentially. <laughs> like like and I just love imagining Fraser's entire speech to her about mm-hmm. like his this like self righteous speech that you know he's giving mm-hmm. about the stand he's taking. Like, I do find that really amusing. But we all don't learn around now, like, if we didn't know Frasier was the worst, the moment when he's like, like, all the other motor- the drivers are angry and he's like, that's just because they're short-sighted, you know, I'm doing it for their own good, It it's like correcting people's grammar, I don't do it to be popular. <sighs> hey, everybody, stop correcting people's grammar. Just, just don't. Like, if you're not...
1: If you're not, like, an editor.
0: Yeah, if you're an editor and the person you're talking to is asking you to edit them, like don't just don't because it's not especially on like like things like twitter or whatever where it's like it doesn't oh my
1: gosh so i was just at my book club and someone was talking about how they made a joke Mm -hmm. on twitter about the a quote and said it was abraham lincoln it Uh was super not yeah 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 and this person just showed up like hey you know Mm -hmm. it's not abraham lincoln that said that it was actually the you know and I think it might have been Gandhi actually. <laughs> amusingly <laughs> enough. Uh-huh. And like why yeah. So
0: I'm I'm thinking about the group that we were just with, and I know there is a if I were to actually draw out of a hat, I guess. It was a 50-50 chance that uh, there was either a man or a woman telling the story. And I 100% am going to assume that a woman was telling the story.
1: Yes, and it was a man that explained it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, Like, yeah, men will assume men but were no making one a knew, joke that that time. no one
1: knew who this person was. So seemingly, it seemed like a random story. Can you imagine like having a conversation with somebody, like you're just uh-huh. two people walking down the sidewalk, and then somebody just overhears your conversation and was like, um, actually, that's not who that quote is from. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Like, that would be so obnoxious. It would like, be really obnoxious. So, like, to yeah. me, that's what's happening on Twitter, because neither one... It wasn't, like, friends of either of these people, though they have public accounts, so uh-huh. it could be... She theorized that it's somebody that follows her that she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's just like, what? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Anyways, just saying, Fraser
0: probably does that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so do you think it's a big deal that Niles leave Fraser here? <sighs>
0: I think, I don't think, I don't think Niles leaving is that big of a deal, but I do think, like, I think this is kind of an important moment, which is when, uh, you know, Louis Guzman starts calling him an idiot, repeated, uh-huh. calling Fraser an idiot repeatedly yeah. and saying that Niles is right to abandon an, mm-hmm. this idiot. Like, I think that's the moment where if Niles had continued to leave, it becomes a big deal.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's touching that he stays.
0: Yeah, especially because like there's there's a moment there's a shot of Fraser just sitting sadly in his mm-hmm. car, and it's like, oh, okay, this is the only moment that like in all of this that I s- feel sympathetic for Fraser, mm-hmm. and and uh, because the thing is, I feel like what's going on in this and like this is kind of important and a big deal is like Fraser's always been a self righteous jerk, mm-hmm. and this is one of the few moments where you're seeing him start to be like maybe I'm wrong sometimes. Is that possible? Is that possible that I, Frazier Crane, might be occasionally incorrect about things?
1: Yeah, that actually is really interesting. That is (laughs) what's happening. Yeah.
0: And, like, I think that's, like, that moment, what we're getting there is, like, is him sitting there just, like, abandoned, alone in his, like, in his crusade and beginning to think, like, am I the bad guy here? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it's an important touching moment when Niles decides to go back, but mm-hmm. I also think this entire thing of him being like, oh, maybe I'm just a jerk, mm-hmm. like, is kind of like a big moment for this character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but uh, but I, if Niles had just been like, I can just go do this cage thing that I'm here for, I'm going to just go and do that, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, if it just ended there, if Niles was just like, I got to... I got to just do this thing because like, I, I got to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Be like, all right, cool. They're like That's fine. But the moment the insults happen, that's when I think it matters.
1: Yeah. Um, I do like when he realizes maybe he made a mistake.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Sort of when the tow truck guy shows yeah. up, and then they're gonna call the police, uh-huh, uh-huh. and like he has to have the com That guy wants to beat him up, and he has to like do the speech yeah, outside yeah. the sun, like the sunroof. Yeah,
0: yeah. So here's the part where I wanted to talk about the embroidered patch. Okay. So yeah, this tow truck guy shows up while Frazier's giving this speech to all the other angry. I doesn't he call the
1: police. I guess it's only been twenty minutes. You yeah, would think he would just call the police earlier.
0: Probably, but regardless, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if, I think you're right. He could have called the police sooner, or like mall security, or somebody. Like somebody could have done this. Thing. I don't know if he's officially in the mall. If it's one yeah, of those, yeah, it's just like, a
1: place by the mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but regardless, like. So this tow truck driver's standing there, right? And I I realize like the he also has an embroidered patch on his shirt, mm-hmm. which says Grammar Towing. Okay. And Luis Guzman's patch says Kirkland Parking.
1: Oh. <laughs> so it's a
0: little Easter egg thing that mm-hmm. like it's because it's you know it's Kelsey Grammar you mm-hmm. know it's it's grammar because it's spelled the way. Is his that name why is st-
1: he likes to correct people's grammar? <laughs>
0: Well, the thing I was just saying—it's spelled differently than the word "grammar." Oh, okay. Uh, so, the 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 like the label the mm-hmm. the patch mm-hmm. is spelled like Kelsey Grammer's last name. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's, and this is Lori Kirkland who mm-hmm. wrote the episode. So it's Kirkland Parking and Grammar Towing, which I just thought was a fun. Yeah, that was thing fun. That got done. But That's yeah, got actually
1: it. a cool like detail.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch it the first time. We were rewatching it just before recording, just uh. Uh, get that in there and i was like wait that said grammar towing that's interesting and like we've been seeing Luis guzman for this entire time and mm-hmm. and i had noticed the patch kirkland the, the kirkland parking patch and it didn't click why mm-hmm. that was interesting to me mm-hmm. it was just like there's something about this patch and i don't know why and then i saw grammar towing i was like oh that's why mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why it's interesting okay i get it now so but yeah, Niles having like pretty sure having that moment now. where He's like, this might have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, then but- we
1: have kind of the thing between like Niles and him talking about like he's trying to be the bigger person, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to be the bigger person. But then immediately starts blaming the situation on Niles. Niles and the bird. But cake, then yeah. being self aware enough to know that he's like, look, I can't like fix all my character <laughs> right. flaws at once, right. which right. I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, because it's almost like, you know, we see people doing that all the time where they say a thing and then immediately do it. Yeah. So it's funny because he's do- he's noticing, like, yeah. he's calling attention to that himself as yeah. a character. Yeah. Well, it's like, he- I
0: feel like what it is, it's almost like he's trying to cushion the blow of being completely wrong. Of uh-huh. like, I'm not the only one that's wrong here. Also, Niles brought me here and none of this would have ever happened. and mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do get it. But, like, yeah, I th- I do think it's funny where he's like... I even know that I'm wrong about this, but please just, like, take a little bit of it. Like, look, it's your fault, too.
1: Wow. If I didn't know what these notes were, it would be way creepier. Because, like, in the next scene with, like, Martin and Daphne, I just put, Martin and Daphne, touching. (laughs) And I'm like, when were they touching? What was happening? And then I was like, no. I meant, like, there's this touching moment between Martin and Daphne. Yeah. Yeah, And I think kind of what is happening is, like, It's not like this huge, big thing, but it's, you know, Martin's talking about how Eddie's going to miss her Mm -hmm. and this whole thing. And he's like, oh, as soon as you start to leave, he's going to get upset again. Let Mm -hmm. me get some treats for you. And then we see like Eddie going in the box Mm -hmm. for the tennis ball. And she realizes sort of like, oh, he's talking about himself Mm -hmm. and how. She's like, oh, maybe I haven't been coming around enough. I need to like, I'll you know, why don't we take Eddie for a walk together and uh-huh. we can eat breakfast together? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like really nice. Yeah, which
0: okay, so there's two things about this scene. i bring it. One is like, I don't like Daphne wouldn't have accidentally packed this ball in there. Did mm-hmm. Martin put it there, knowing Eddie would try to get it?
1: Couldn't it just been with her stuff and she didn't realize?
0: Maybe, but she's talking about how she just packed up the last of her stuff. Hmm. So if she packed up the last of her stuff, how does that tennis ball end up in the box without her knowing it? Sometimes
1: you forget to look behind things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I just, I feel like this is like Martin knows that Eddie will be able to tell the ball is in there and is going to want it and put it in there because he was hoping that would be a way to like keep her around a little extra time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and like, did Maybe.
1: That... I don't think of that, mm-hmm. but could be. I'd like to hear what other people think about that.
0: Yes, I'm also curious. I
1: just thought it was... It
0: just kind of ended up in there It just kind of ended
1: up in our stuff.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing is that, like, you know, after, like, Eddie's run off and he's trying to say he thinks Eddie's going to pout, but really, what he doesn't really, I think, know is that Daphne just threw the tennis ball mm-hmm. down there, so that's why he's going, is, like, talking about how you know old dogs get used to a certain routine and and mm-hmm. you expect certain things to happen and whatever. Last season, near the end, near the end of last season, I feel like uh he was still he was saying to Alice like Eddie's still a, real, a young dog like he's practically a puppy.
1: Yeah, but he was saying that to himself.
0: I know. I just think it's interesting to hear him casually say out loud, refer to Eddie out loud as an old dog. I know he's talking about himself, like, really, but, like, that... I feel mm. like there's a sh- there's been a shift because... That's
1: because he's not thinking about it in, like, connected to d- death's way.
0: Sure, yeah. It's just he wouldn't have said, like, it's just, like, I feel like before that conversation with Alice, he wouldn't have referred to Eddie as an old dog. and I, It's like a, a, there was a shift there where, like, now oh and he's kind of an old dog and it's just... why did you make him so sad because part of the reason this is like a touching moment is because we know martin's sad and i think that's part of this thing is like this part of this sadness he's seeing shifts around it. like he he the the entire show is about martin's like like a major part of the show i think is watching his life constantly changing you know it's like he's He comes into Fraser's apartment because his life has shifted in, like, his life shifted when his wife died. His life shifted again when he got shot. And now he's being pulled into Frazier's apartment uh, because he can't, like, take care of himself. And then the entire show. Are you
1: telling me this whole show is actually about Martin? Kind
0: of. I kind of think a major, like, a lot more of it than we realize is about Martin. It's his story arc more than it's Fraser's.
1: Well, Fraser doesn't really have story arcs. He's sort of the background character because yeah. it's really Niles, mm-hmm. Roz, and Martin.
0: Yeah, and Daphne, but like, yes, but, but like,
1: Daphne's story is kind of tied with Niles, right?
0: But the thing is, like, my thi- my point, I think, is that like Niles and Daphne's story is, you know, Niles and Daphne's romance building or whatever. But like, in terms of the- Character, the characters don't change very much. They just I think they do. find each other over time. I think this, their circumstance does, but I think Martin, a lot of this is about Martin's like, he experience. changes, he changes a lot. His and his, but I'm saying like his life is like, Well, constantly. remember,
1: like they couldn't even get along in the first season. Yeah. And now look at this. Mm
0: hmm that's what i'm talking about and the, but like so much of martin's life is changing throughout this and i think a, i'm not saying yeah okay it's an exaggeration to say the entire show is about martin but in terms of like dynamic character growth and like life changing i mean and things he's like that, plot he's the he is but he's also character sure uh, so I think a lot of it is about that. And like the fact that he just casually okay, referred This to actually
1: makes a lot more sense because think about like that episode where he goes to the like hearing about the person that shot him. Yeah. Knowing that this show has more to do with Martin makes that episode actually more important.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like Agreed. the
1: show is called Frasier, mm-hmm. but it's really about Martin.
0: Yeah. Well, that was wasn't. That wasn't a se- season finale, but it was really close to one.
1: I thought so. It was
0: like either like 23 or 24 in oh, the 24 season Oh, wasn't it?
1: Episode. I Maybe in the 20s. I don't think it was.
0: I want to say it was 23. Mm. I feel like 24 is the one where they go on the trip with Claire. Mm. I feel like it was season eight. 20, I don't know. I can't remember. But regardless, like it was very high up there in- Like, as, like, about to round out the season. Mm. And, yeah, no, I think that's, like, uh, yeah, if you think about the show in terms of, like, Martin's story arc, then the, like, yeah, that is a really important scene. Which, oh, now I'm sad because of what it would mean for the reboot. The reboot doesn't have Martin's story arc in it. Oh, I'm sad in so many ways now. Oh, I'm all kinds of sad.
1: But... That's a catalyst for that reboot. If they sure. do that, yeah. And I also think they shouldn't. They should center it around the children. Like I, sh- they should yeah. center it around like Freddy. I still think it should be about Freddy.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just think it's like it's interesting to realize, like and like so Roz, it- you
1: know, Alice, mm-hmm. like all all of these.
0: Right, but Alice is at like Stanford now and is about to meet up with Roger we already know that we learned that a couple episodes ago
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, alright here we go now
0: we're back at the studio and this is the moment when Kenny made me just write like whoa Kenny Kenny. Okay,
1: so Roz is like reading the lunch menu at different <laughs> yeah. places. She's
0: just—I don't think it's different places. I think it's Al. I think it's she's pulling stuff out of her purse just to find stuff to do, and she has Alice's lunch menu because it's the elementary school lunch menu.
1: Oh, it was.
0: Yeah, but it's—but
1: she said that she was going to read Saint Victor's, too. So that wouldn't happen. No, I
0: think that was Saint Victor's elementary. School.
1: No, she said Saint.
0: Wait, let me Saint
1: look. Victoria's and then St. Victor's. Oh, you're right.
0: Never mind. I just... I, I thought
1: someone, like, called in, because they do that. They actually do read those menus for uh-huh. places you, on yeah. AM radio. No, no,
0: you're right. You're totally right. I, I That think, is a
1: thing that I think happened.
0: Yeah, I think it was because it's St. Victoria's and St. Victor's. I thought she was... I, I didn't catch it was too different. I I think I just heard the same thing twice. I no. But now reading it, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I just thought she was like, well, I've got this lunch menu Okay, thing well, here. Kenny's
1: upset because... Yeah. The show is boring. Uh huh. And so he's like, Oh, obviously you should have like an open discussion. And she's like, Well, I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't do Well, she uses shrink, which I yeah. think is weird, but well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like people mo- really moved away from that word now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: he's just like, Talk about whatever, right? Uh huh. So what's the thing upsetting about Kenny?
0: <laughs> she says, I'm not a shrink. I can't tell people what to do. And he says, "Yeah, that always stops you, women."
1: Uh, and that's
0: when I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> uh, like that feels like real." Gro- the problem is, like, it feels really gross to me as a joke. But also, I saw it coming a mile away. As soon as she said that, I was like, "But this oh, is he's going to say written gr-
1: by a woman." I know so- that.
0: But the 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 point is, I I think that like. I saw it coming a mile away because of the fact that, like, when she said that, I was like, that, it seems like a thing that someone would respond to a gross thing about women. Like, a man is going to say that thing. Well, and Kenny like,
1: is kind of a lighter bulldog.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Much lighter. Yes. Bulldog's just weirdly more likable. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He's at least more memorable.
0: He's definitely more memorable, yeah. Like,
1: I like him for how awful he is. Like, that character is 100%. Oh.
0: You know His what character. it is? His character is un- is at an unbelievable extreme, which makes it comedy. Whereas Kenny says stuff. The reason I saw that thing coming a mile away is because that's the sort of jerky thing a real person would really say. Mm. And so Kenny's gross in a way that just people are gross. And Bulldog's gross in a way that's such an extreme that it becomes comedic because it's so beyond reality. E-
1: Sure, but it is relatable enough it's where relatable. people can understand yeah, that character. Right,
0: It's relatable, but extreme. Kenny's right. relatable because that's just a thing a person would say.
1: Okay, so we get some calls mm-hmm. into the studio, like yeah. Mark from Bainbridge, whose problem is that uh, he slept with his boss.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a and, shocking thing to have And then happen. we have
1: Roz relating,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: okay, I don't know. I'm going to assume over the 10 years of the show being on the air. Mm-hmm. That it might have been talked about, probably has. That Roz has dated a lot. Mm-hmm. So to me, like especially for me as a viewer, I'm just like, of course you've slept with your boss. Uh-huh. I don't even equate it of she slept with Fraser. Right. She slept with a boss previously at some point.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think the next person, like. If they're really intuitive, there is a valid reason for at least asking. Yeah, because the
1: next caller is like, well, I was calling for some other reason, but yeah. it sounds like you slept with Frasier. But yeah. I like, okay, one, she doesn't say it that way. She's like, I think you did Frasier. Yeah, yeah
0: that, I did tell you that. And really I was like, are
1: you in seventh grade? Yeah, you
0: did Frasier. I'm
1: not saying like people don't say that because lols, it's funny to be like in seventh grade. <laughs> right. Um, Yeah. Like, you know that's what she said jokes are kind of funny and how bad they are or that's what he said whatever
0: especially if what you're saying doesn't actually make any kind of sense which is I think how Diana does that's how she said jokes and it honestly makes them better like I think they're better for that reason
1: that's what she said
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow wow okay
1: um (laughs) You didn't see that coming?
0: No, I didn't. I legitimately didn't.
1: Hate to see it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but I think the thing is that because of the way Roz was just like, yeah, I slept with my boss and it was weird for a bit and things are fine now. And it's the like saying things are fine now that person was like, well, obviously that means it's a boss that you see now
1: but to me i'm just like that might mean you still talk to this person it might also she has probably plenty of supervisor like i had three three or four different supervisors most people do unless you are one of the supervisors Mm -hmm. but it's like so many chains of command yeah where like you report to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I'm just like it could be any of
0: these people. It could be Kenny. I was gonna say it could be Kenny. It could be the like station owner. I'm yeah. sure there's other people that could be considered Roz's boss just at this place. I don't even
1: think of Fraser as her boss. I mean,
0: he is.
1: Don't they work together?
0: The thing is, he's he, the
1: talent, and she's also the talent. She's the real talent. She's the real talent of the show.
0: Fair, but Fraser does the Fraser, talking. It's the Fraser Crane show. But She's he the producer has on zero show. show
1: if he doesn't have Roz.
0: He has a worse show if he doesn't have Roz. He still has one. We've seen Roz leave and he still has a show. It's not as good of one. He does still have Unlike one. like
1: this episode, which is killer.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, especially once everybody just assumes that.
1: Why is everyone outside the office listening and like laughing in the hallway?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they're hearing. Basically, the thing is, like, I guess the idea is that they're hearing Roz. I explain, know, but I just
1: think it's really weird. And I also don't think she gets. Does she normally get this flustered like this?
0: No, but she's not. I feel like she's. Uh, I feel like what the issue is that like because she's talking on the air and she realizes like kind of what she said. She's like. Having that moment where you kind of go like, oh, I just told all of Seattle that I slept with Frasier. And the thing is, like, she doesn't normally get flustered like that, but I could totally see in that moment because she's broadcasting to all of Seattle, Mm -hmm. realizing, like, all of the implications of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we already, Frasier already broadcast himself having sex in this studio. Like... Roz saying that it happened is just like like just somewhere is nothing compared to the fact that Fraser literally broadcast it like it happening live.
1: It's all hearsay.
0: I mean, it's literally hearsay because they literally heard him say.
1: Fine. So now we're in Fraser's car. This is pep doc has pay four dollars. Move on. Yeah,
0: I do find this very funny that like. Frazier's decided, like, the, that he's not, like, he doesn't need to wait the full 20 minutes. But he has to give such a long speech to prove that he is the better person, mm-hmm. that he goes beyond the 20 minutes. Like, I love that happening. I just think that's... Well, it, how do
1: you feel about him driving through the little bar thing?
0: Not cool with that. No, because my point is, like, I like his, him getting kind of a comeuppance for the, him being doing this to all these other drivers mm-hmm. and and also, the thing we haven't talked about yet is not only is he doing this to all these other drivers, he's doing this to Luis Guzman who's just a guy that works at a garage. Like, this is like all those people who do those pranks at like drive-thrus and it's like, man those people, they just... What pranks? They, people would do, like there were all these YouTube videos and thing and vines and things of people doing like weird <gasps> Guys, stuff at drive-thrus. don't
1: do that. Yeah,
0: and it's like those people are just trying to do jobs that, like that. The, they no
1: work one some likes like minimum pranks. wage
0: job, and they are just like need to get through their day. And the last thing they need is you using them for content. No
1: one likes pranks, right?
0: And that's what this guy. That's this guy. He's got. It,
1: unless, like, cu- unless you mean the cucumber prank. if That's a classic.
0: <laughs> yeah, my favorite is the inside joke prank.
1: I don't know what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, Fraser crashing through the gate like this is is him being, him taking the pettiness of this entire episode up to like 11. It's just like too much. Like He's not willing to pay, he'll pay the $2, but he's not going to pay the 4 and he smashes through that gate. Like Not cool. It's not cool. Then we're back in the studio.
1: I guess. Kenny's even grosser here, and I thought this is like the part that you thought was Kenny was gross. Oh,
0: I mean, I guess it's like, this is Kenny being gross in a completely different way. But not I the wish, way that...
1: like, he wasn't the boss.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he clearly, like, is, like... Can
1: we have just, like, a cool, caring boss? Like, there are moments where, like, Kenny could be great. I just want a different kind of boss.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> like Mona. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, this is the Kenny we've seen before where he just sort of, like... The time they almost slept together at the the convention, mm-hmm. and Kenny showed up, and it was just sort of like, ah, 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 where it's like, it's gross, but it's like, meant to be, it's meant to be jocular, and not just like...
1: Jocular?
0: Yeah, jocular. Just like, you know... Like football teams? not le- Not like jocks, but in the, you know, like, you know friendly ribbing with each other just sort of go like ha ha you have to like
1: someone to friendly rib them
0: i know but he's trying to as opposed to the other thing that made me upset which is just him saying a jerky thing about women where as opposed to like he's trying to like but also kind of likes the idea that maybe this could help ratings like whatever at least he's not trying to make her feel bad about it he's just trying to be like hey it happened but she's
1: mortified yeah
0: he He's not very self aware. He's dumb and not self aware, but I feel like that's the thing. This is he's him not, being dumb. He doesn't have a, to be
1: self aware. He has to understand uh, what's going on with other people. Sure. Empathetic. Okay. Empathetic.
0: Empathetic, yes. He's not being very empathetic right now, so he's not seeing what's happening. He's
1: probably thinking about empanadas.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's more empanatic than he is empathetic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Dr. Crane finally gets there. Yeah, did you
0: just say Dr. Crane?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. what I wrote. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hi. Right. Because, like, you know, he says that he's Dr. Crane. Yeah, sure, I, don't I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just did. That's what I wrote uh-huh. as my note, okay? Yeah,
0: I know. I know. It's just like. Just
1: let me was... be Daphne.
0: For a moment, I was like, who? You didn't know <laughs> no, Dr. Crane. I know Crane who was? Dr. Crane was. I just thought it was really funny to hear you refer to him. What as are that...
1: you, the people in the parking garage? He's the most per- famous person in
0: Seattle. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Now, at this geez. time, Ichiro Suzuki was the most famous person in Seattle, probably. Who? Wow, Ichiro Suzuki, player on the Seattle Mar- Mariners, is very good and was very famous at this time. It's right around the time that they broke the like season winning record and.
1: Why I'm supposed to know about baseball? And we know that I don't know about baseball.
0: I've talked to you about Ichiro before. <laughs> anyway, um,
1: so what's Yamer Yager's jersey number?
0: Sixty-eight.
1: Yeah, why is that?
0: Because of the uh the mm, Prague Spring.
1: Oh, fine.
0: Because of the Doberden?
1: Not because <laughs> of the Doberden.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, I pay attention to your sports. Okay, things. what's
1: Marlon Muse's jersey number?
0: Sixty-six. Fine. I pay attention to your sports things. Anyway, so. <laughs> I find this thing when Fraser tries to explain the thing away hilarious, but in a—it's also in such a sitcom tropey way.
1: I don't like it at all. No. No.
0: Okay, I'm curious why you don't. I like.
1: actually gave this. This actually made me lower my ranking for really? this episode. Yes, I okay. found it totally upsetting and stupid, and I hated it.
0: Okay, I'm I'm curious.
1: I don't. I just don't think this idea of, you know, like. He's walking to this thing. He thinks everyone understands the situation. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it makes Roz look so bad because it sounds like he's talking about sleeping with her. And Mm -hmm. it's the same make fun of Roz jokes that we've had this whole time about, like, the line building up. And my brother's there because, like, I need someone to talk to. Yeah. yeah. a, A lot of that stuff really bothered me.
0: Okay. I I guess I guess
1: like the idea of it is funny, and I'm not saying like it's not actually funny, but as as far as like, eh, it's eh, it's not my favorite.
0: <laughs> so I guess I wasn't viewing it sp- in that light. I was more viewing it just in like the kind of amusing wordplay of like him describing the thing that actually well, it's like happened. the Kenny
1: comment didn't bother me that much, but this did.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Um Cause I just did, like, I just yeah. I guess I was just viewing it in the general like, if this is about
1: a funny situation, sex,
0: but he's talking about this thing at the parking garage. Then in that case, I just think it is funny. But but I get what you mean that where like a lot of it makes it seem like Roz is like bad in some way. Like things are negative towards Roz in some way related to sex that like we've seen enough of that like i totally mm-hmm. uh, yes i am totally with you on that in that vein 100% yeah uh i just think i just think it's um, all amusingly worded and like yeah. framed yeah yeah um, and i like the especially because i like the way that it, it almost seems like this entire I think... thing is built up to do this thing like to make do this silly joke at the end and i think if that was the case and it works really well well
1: like i think this episode's memorable because of the setting of the episode where Mm -hmm. it takes place pretty much like not at the studio not at fraser's apartment not in cafe Novosa. it Mm -hmm. takes place in this parking garage Mm -hmm. so it's a very different kind of like atmosphere you know we're in the car it's very different yes and for me that's like memorable but Mm -hmm. as far as like this episode goes like eh, eh.
0: Yeah, no, I I get that, I get that. But um, like, I don't love this episode. I just am amused by the wordplay of this scene. Mm-mm. But also, totally get being frustrated or annoyed or whatever by it. Like, um, not like it.
1: So the end, we have like Niles going to pay the like what extra two dollars or four dollars, uh-huh. but uh, then also has to pay for the like he's like yeah, but the, you broke the thing.
0: Right. So the gate. Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So how much is the gate?
0: So. Yeah, what I I went back and I rewatched it to try and read the, read their lips, and it worked. It I only can because Niles is clearly like shocked at the amount, so he very clearly is enunciating it because mm-hmm. what he says is four hundred and seventy five dollars, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna say that that's seems cheap. cheap. Yeah, that seems cheap to rebuild <laughs> like this gate, like especially because you see uh, Luis Guzman like pointing at the gate. And then he's like, says, like, and whatever, and points inside as if something he did broke something in the booth also. Oh. Because he, like, he's, like, gesturing to that, but then also gesturing in there as if there's, like, multiple things that need to be fixed, which tells me, like, that's probably more than $475, I would imagine. Like,
1: yeah, well, early 2000s. It's the early aughts. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. You also pointed out that, like, when Frasier crashes through the gate... Luis Guzman runs out to like write down his like license plate number. Yeah. He's had 20 minutes. 100%. I wrote that down. I if I was if I was him, I wrote that down after like 3 minutes of realizing like what was about to happen. Like after like a couple minutes of him being there, I've written this down because I'm like this is probably going to escalate into a thing. I want to make sure I've got this information written down so that when it escalates. Okay, I know we're a
1: good parking attendant, employee, <laughs> uh-huh. em- employees, and if you're looking to hire somebody to work your parking garage, uh huh, we're here for you.
0: Sure, totally, it's definitely what I want to do.
1: I didn't say that's what you want to do. I'm saying you're obviously, you know, good at your job. I
0: like be, I would be good at that job. I think, yeah.
1: Dave's good at, like, confrontation.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm very good at it.
1: He's good at confronting people.
0: Yes. Oh, and one other thing I want to say, I guess, going back to what you're thinking about not liking that other scene is, mm-hmm. like, the one thing I don't like about it is that it still does that thing that so many sitcoms do of, like, someone's like, I really need to tell you a thing right now. And they're like, no, 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 I've got it. It's fine. And then does everything bad like this. this- I want to
1: you know what would have made this scene funnier for me if she had done we had seen this if she had like written it down and put it up on the booth like mm-hmm. people know that we slept together and just heard that and yeah. him being like, oh, my God, what I do?
0: Yeah, I yeah. think
1: like seeing his reaction to that doesn't necessarily take away from that like joke. Right. But to me, I want to see his like horrified. Oh no! What do we do? Face yeah. And I don't know if this gets addressed in the next episode Th- or not. Yeah, yeah. And like, if it does, great. If not, uh, how does this affect them long term? Not mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I think it would. He right. got pranked by Carlos on the chicken, and then like every everyone else was mm-hmm. pranking him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially because where it ends, it's only on Roz. Yeah. Whereas like if he finds out, then it's on him. Yeah. 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 You know yeah, absolutely. That makes it a significantly better scene. Okay. I agree. I so
1: fix the episode. <laughs> yeah. You're <Right>.
0: welcome. <laughs> uh all right. Anything else you want to say on this? No. Nope. All right. Then uh no drinks in this episode. So shocking. I know. But we got a bunch of callers. Uh for once mm-hmm. we've got a decent number of callers. We got Mark from Bainbridge, who is played by Charles Bush, who he's primarily a theater actor and writer, but he has been in a few, like, TV things and movies and whatever. Mm-hmm. He was in Oz, was in uh, Adam's Family Values, and he was also in, uh, in and wrote Psycho Beach Party. Um, you
1: know. Yeah. Look,
0: I do. I do know okay. Psycho Beach Party. So, then there was Sheila, who's the one who figured out the, mm-hmm. um, that- what Roz is really saying, played by Lily Sobieski, who has been in a oh. whole bunch of stuff. But uh, the things that stood out to me were like there was that there was a Joan of Arc miniseries, and she was Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. and then she was also in the movie uh, Max, uh, was John Cusack, mm-hmm. and then and also the remake of The Wicker Man, <laughs> she was in that. I haven't but. thought
1: about her in a really long time.
0: Yeah, I know. She's somebody, that's the thing. She's somebody who stands out in my head as, like, a memorable person, but I yeah. also can't think of a lot of things that she's in that I she recognize. She was, like, very
1: popular, like, in the late 90s.
0: Yeah, so I Maybe
1: think so. early 2000s. Two- I think no. early 2000s. And, is, like, yeah. yeah, I remember being in the teen teen mags or whatever, like, uh, in teen, like uh, reading about her in, like, you know, Teen Vogue or whatever mm-hmm. before... Teen Vogue became something totally different than <laughs> right. I would be a lot smarter if Teen Vogue had been what talking it is about today. that. Yeah. yeah, like I yeah. actually think that's more interesting than like how do you not have acne and mm-hmm. um boys.
0: <laughs> right. Um. No, I agree. Teen Vogue seems to have taken a real interesting shift in the last couple of years. I think more
1: teens. I'm not saying like there wasn't access to like politics and like you know like, interesting sex that isn't, like, just, you know, written, like, heteronormative. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're, like, the idea of that, like, yes, there are different, like, feminist magazines mm-hmm. that you could totally read as a teen. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's much better now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I read a a bunch of, like, alternative literature and I still didn't probably... I could have, I could have been a bunch. Of, uh, I could have been. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, more educated yeah, about yeah, the yeah. world and not as naive.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: that just wasn't available to me as a teen. Mm-hmm. But now we have the internet too. I'd be watching all these crazy YouTube channels. And right. I would be super into YouTuber gossip. That never mind. I would have learned nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay. And we also had Jerry, who was the guy who called. Uh, that. Frasier kind of like was explaining the thing like the guy who called mm-hmm. when Fraser comes back in the end of the episode and he's played by Billy Bean who I so there uh, it was clear when I looked up Billy Bean Billy Bean be, was connected in some way to like Major League Baseball and I was like mm-hmm. I thought this was Billy Bean former general manager of the Oakland A's who's like the movie Moneyball is about oh no, this that's Billy Bean with an B-E-A-N-E. This is Billy Bean the uh, without an E at the end, Uh-huh. who was the first or, or like not for I think the second former like professional baseball player to come out as gay and became the like ambassador for inclusion for Major League Baseball. And like, oh, wow, pre- that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so, like, that's who this is. I like, mean,
1: I actually was just watching something last night about how kind of inclusive, apparently, Fraser was because so oh, many yeah. people working on And we've kind of talked about that. But, like, in that thing, I feel like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I felt like I knew more information. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say that you should probably tweet it out. Okay. Like, because I thought it was an interesting... Um, I can't remember the name of the channel, but Mm -hmm. we'll tweet a thing. Um, It's this person like analyzes sort of like LGBTQ like episodes of TV. And Mm -hmm. I was watching a bunch on the Golden Girls Mm -hmm. because the Golden Girls did a lot of episodes like that. And it's very interesting to like watch these things where they're like talking about these very like kind of at the time on TV, like taboo subjects. And like, on this episode of the Golden Girls, we have like Blanche's brother is gay. Mm-hmm. And I remember this in it. And I remember watching that. And I remember he had a partner and wanted to get married.
0: Oh, interesting. And
1: this was like 1990, yeah. like So at this time, that's when the conversation started. People started talking about it. And a lot of people were very much opposed to that. Yeah, yeah. But this opened it up sort of and people I guess is around the time people were thinking more positively but most people were still opposed mm-hmm. and of course it took nearly 20 years for it to become legal so right. or like I, but it was a very like interesting this person knows what they're talking about yeah, and it's yeah. very interesting to like watch these episodes anyway sorry i keep like just rattling on no no
0: actually that was a thing that that reminds me that like the actor charles bush who Mm -hmm. played uh mark from bainbridge uh the thing that i was the little bio thing Mm -hmm. on imdb says that like the thing in most of the stuff he appears in in movies and tv involves him like wearing like dresses and lots of makeup Mm -hmm. and things like that like that's a thing he's known for in Mm -hmm. like the at least in the things he appears in like so i feel mm-hmm. like that's building on your thing and and like remember, uh, i remember like that article that i read i think the vanity vanity fair mm-hmm. article i was referencing a million years ago that where originally you know the show was going to be in set in denver and then i think colorado passed uh like some like Anti, like LGBT thing, and like that made them say like, "No, we're not going to do it there. We won't Yeah, do it I mean, it makes sense because a
1: lot of the crew and like actors on the show, yeah. and so yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does, which is why I think we have a lot of s- kinds of certain jokes on the show. Yeah, written yeah. by people that are gay, right. making those jokes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: No drinks. No. So now rate the episode. Well,
0: what's the good word?
1: Oh, Did, I didn't have any good words. Didn't have a
0: good word. Yeah, I didn't really notice one either. So. If
1: you notice one and I don't, you should write it down. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I usually don't. Sometimes I do. Okay. I, um, I didn't notice one. Okay. So, yeah. Why don't we rate the episode?
1: Okay. So, I gave this episode a three.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Originally. Mm-hmm.
1: And then that scene happened, I didn't like, and I gave it a one.
0: Wow. That bad for you? Wow, this this is this is like Merry Christmas, like you know, Doctor Nora level. I mean,
1: I think that's a little too. I think that's a little harsh.
0: Uh huh. I mean, if that's your rating, that's. I mean, I definitely
1: don't think it's a three. So I'll probably say like a two point five.
0: Okay. I mean, if it's a one, like don't make me. Don't let me. No, I don't think it's a one. Okay. I think I
1: was affected. Emotionally, about other things happening in my life at the time when I gave the rating, and I was feeling like aggravated at this episode. That's fair. And so that's why I was like, oh, I don't really think it's a one. Mm -hmm. But so now it's like a 2.5.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, but I didn't give it a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no snacks. Like, what the heck?
0: No. 2.5.
1: Five dog treats.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say, this some dog treats, though. So. Okay, yeah. Um, obviously, I didn't have as negative of an opinion, but I also don't think. Yeah, I don't think this is the best. Uh, definitely not the best Laurie Kirkland Baker episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm giving it uh, 3.5 Georges.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: What? We went in like opposite directions.
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Because I gave it a 2.5, and you gave it a 3.5, and you're like, it's not even that good of an episode.
0: I'm saying, like, I, th- I don't. I think elements. The thing is, like, I find, like, I find the element with, uh, with Martin, the moments with Martin, like, really touching. So mm-hmm. I think that does it. And like I said, in the sitcom tropey, like, just funny wordplay thing, I liked the scene that made you like upset. So yeah, I liked. elements Wow, this of it. is
1: like our most, maybe like one of our most like differing. <laughs> opinions and i like that
0: it, maybe it could be either way laura kirkland baker's rating is going to go down a bit because it was a three point eight. i 5. think it went down before it, too it's it's been on a slight like, decline, decline. decline yeah recently but she's still like in terms of like uh how like prolific she is on the mm-hmm. show she has a remarkably high rating like mm-hmm. most people's aren't that high but the imdb rating on this is a 7.9 Mm-hmm. then that brings us to the part of the episode called we're listening where we respond to messages you send us on twitter at fraser podcast or by email at fraserpod at gmail.com uh we got an email from sean holland about the last episode who said the first justice of the piece was uh played by ron canada who was in several late season west wing episodes probably a better fact for your west wing pod winging it a west wing podcast <laughs> <laughs> one good name it would be a very good name if we mm-hmm. did that too Yeah, that explains why you're so memorable to me. Because I was like, I definitely knew that guy. And I just you're think, so
1: good at faces. Yeah. I, and I'm surprised you've watched the West Wing like a million times. Yeah.
0: But that's why I immediately was like, I know I've seen this guy oh, okay. before. I just didn't know I couldn't remember why at the I time. I love that
1: you'll be watching something, and you're like, that's somebody from Ghostbusters too. <laughs> but Look, you can't remember if in Ghostbusters.
0: I'm going I've seen Ghostbusters way more than I've seen any individual thing from the oh, West Wing. Okay. That's fair. So if they're in Either Ghostbusters movie, mm-hmm. well, either of the first two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna remember them. Okay. Um, which, by the way, to be clear, that could sound like I was being negative about the second one, the third one. I just haven't watched it as much as the first two. Lo- Love the new version of the movie. I just haven't seen it as many times as the first two movies. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, and if you want to know why I love it so much, you should go listen to TGI Date Night. We did an episode on Ghostbusters 2016, and it's uh, because it's fantastic. And look
1: for a new episode about Enemy at the Gates.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's not true. That's not real. It's not real. Anyway, so, uh, oh, and Sean goes on to say, uh, I like that they brought Ariel back to the show as a full grown dog, which I- Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gertrude did seem a little better this episode, but I can't remember if this is a one off or not. I really hope it's not a one off. I really hope, like, there's been a shift in Gertrude's, like, mood. Like, where she becomes funny and not just abusive again.
1: That would be nice. It would
0: be nice. Season 9 has a reputation for being the worst season of the show. Uh, After this rewatch, I still agree with that, although it's still better than most TV. And. Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
1: At least around this time, I think there's probably really... There's been really good TV.
0: Yeah. Or I'm like sorry. Six Feet Under sitcoms. is really good. I guess if you're looking at sitcoms, then you could be okay. like... Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. But if also, you're comparing like, strictly to sitcoms, then yes. And
0: at the time.
1: And at the time. But I typically think like dramas are better, but I think that's because they're dramas so there's more conflict
0: yeah but at the same time like there's plenty of real bad dramas
1: yeah that's true
0: there's nbc's the slap
1: We haven't <laughs> seen that we cannot read it
0: <laughs> that's true i can't read it yet i just wanted to say nbc's the slap i know <laughs> one last thing not sure i ever mentioned but uh each season of Frasier, the color of the fraser and the title card is a set color Uh, And the old DVD boxes match the color of each year, so this year's is silver.
1: Oh, I hate this one. I I know you do. I I just think it looks gross. I disapprove.
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny. I I feel like I feel like I could make this just by going into Photoshop and taking the original thing and just adding. There's like a, a. like a steel embossed thing mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. doing a raised bevel and like mm-hmm. i end up with this thing and it's like a weird thing where i just kind of go oh i see exactly what they did in this yeah that's not and, it's
1: not yeah and mm-hmm. it's
0: but it yeah i agree though it's not really a good look to it like it doesn't work really for me yeah i
1: don't like it <laughs> Um let me tell you how many other things I don't like. You know what I hate <laughs> is when you're waiting for the telephone repairman and they say that they're going to get there between 9 uh-huh. and noon. Uh-huh. And then they come to the door at 12:47 when you're like wet from the shower with shampoo in your hair, I hate that.
0: Yeah. Or when that guy is that late and then says a lot of like weird like creepy stuff to the extent that like the next time you have to have someone come from that company you have to specifically say I don't want that guy, and then that guy's at the bar you went to yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That happened yesterday. That guy was at the bar we were the what? at. Oh, the,
1: the, the first or second
0: guy. one? Yeah, the second bar we went to I yesterday. I shouldn't say.
1: Are you cutting this out?
0: No, I'm just not saying what it was. But oh, I like, was
1: gonna. I thought you were gonna say like, or they dip their finger in your cooking oil. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a. T- that was a different guy. That's not the guy I'm talking about. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm a different guy. Uh, Anyway. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh. Okay. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. So that's our life. Anyway, anything else you wanted to say about the episode before we go?
1: I don't know. I feel like if you... No.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Then, uh, with that, this has been episode 1002 Enemy at the Gate, and this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health.
1: Don't forget to look behind things. <laughs>
0: Tossed Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Frasier Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at sweetlime on Twitter, and I'm slowmotionwalter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you can consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you.